So everyone's like, hey, I'm curious about your friend Kevin. You guys get along so well. You do so well together. I'm like, thank you. It's mostly me. And then they're like, <laughs> um, they want, they, they, I'm like, what do you think? They're like, what is Kevin like? And I'm like, well, he's, he's Kevin. And everyone's thought that you might look like Woody Allen. Whoa. And I was like, no, Kevin's a bear. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's a, he's a big bear. Sure I am. But people, people think you look like Woody Allen. And I, I've shown your photo to people. <laughs> like, that's not Kevin. That can't be Kevin. They think you're like 5'8". Oh, man, that's and amazing. Like, like, sneaky. I, I want people to keep thinking that. I've never been able to be mistaken as small in my entire life. I, I mean, I don't think your voice even sounds like a sneaky I have, person. I feel like I have a baritone. I think we both have a very deep voice, yeah, which yeah. is, um, like, people have complained they can't tell us apart. That's crazy to me as well. I'm the dumb one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound I, like I, a duck. I, I, sound, I sound smart things. <laughs> I sound, I say, <laughs> fuck, fuck. Rewind, rewind. I, I say smart things all the time. E um, equals MC squared. I had a I had a friend ask about you too. Okay, he's like your friend John. So like, he's kind of crazy, huh? He's a crazy guy. And huh? I was like, I don't know about that. John he's likes like, I feel to like party. He gets into trouble. I get into trouble. And I was like, I don't know about that. He's like, he says stuff like rip dick. And I was like, that is true. I do say rip dick. I, yeah, I had to explain that you kind of talk a bigger game than you throw. I see a cop, I eat a cop. I swear to fucking Christ. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what? Uh, turn me up. Um, no, I mean, something I like about this podcast is I get to play the character of uh-huh. John McCarroll. Yeah. Um, who's a real fucking dickhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the real me is cool and chill yeah. and, like, flosses. Right, but, like, right. podcast me. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, sir. Podcast me has alcoholism in yeah. the weird way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I'm normally cool. Right, right. You're, the podcast you is missing the wrong teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> podcast me can't smile in photos. <laughs> Great. Well, um, what else do we have to talk? We have to catch up on some stuff. Huh? We got. To, yeah, we. I haven't seen you for like two weeks, which mm-hmm. is um, very long. It was sad. Um, I feel like you've had better news than me. Tell me yeah. about your life. Oh, I had. I'm. Uh, I'm getting married. Okay, not next, to me, guys. Not to me. Weekend. Sorry, Stop ladies. Shipping us. <laughs> uh, so I had my bachelor party last weekend. Yeah, that was pretty fun. What'd you What'd you get into? I did some bad things. Yeah, go on. Which ones? Um, the The good ones. Did you do our favorite bad thing? Yeah, no, I didn't do that oh, one. I'm sorry oh, to hear yeah, that. Sorry. Um, just mostly the alcohol. Okay. Um, you know, I may have expanded my mind a little bit. Just trying to look outside the box. You know, live on outside the bun. Nice, nice. Um, Taco Bell. Yeah, I went up to Bethel, New York. Ooh, uh, that's actually where Woodstock was. That's true. And they will not let you forget that. No, I bet they won't. They, they don't really have wish a lot of Bethel stock. Bethel stock mm. sounds. Mm. Uh, the house that we rented had a hot tub on the inside. Yeah, which is cool until you realize that you're going to smell like a hot tub for the next week of your life. And until you realize, like... you guys aren't the first people who rented that, oh, right? No, 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 no. No, that is like a hundred percent full of nut fluid. Yeah, that was a nut soup. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, actually, like I thought I was going to be able to say that without grimacing. Yeah, and you, you, boy, yeah, it was almost audible. Yeah, I know. Oh, um. We don't talk like this for real. This is the this characters. Is the oh, so, yeah. Oh, I'm like I want to wash my hands mm, or your mouth. Yeah, I want to wash my mouth out. Um, no, but yeah, good news for me. Bachelor party. I have a wedding in 
six days on Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. By the time people hear this, I will be wed. Okay. Uh, I will be betrothed. You are, No, you're already betrothed. To the game? No, no, you know, betrothed, I believe, is is, is um, you propose and you're betrothed. Oh, really? Yes, I, I believe. Okay. Well, I'll be wed then. You'll be wed. Yeah. Um, and I won't be fun anymore, so this is the last podcast where I'm fun. My last podcast ended because people got married. Oh, really? Yeah, my friend... Man, um, I'm not going to do that to you. My I know, friend pulled me I know aside it's hard and said... And, said, you know, once you get married, John, um, you no longer want to have a podcast anymore. <laughs> and I thought he was joking, but we ended the podcast. And, wow. um, yeah, I don't know if I'm ever going to get, like, really um, – I'm not gonna sure if I'm ever going to get over that. Yeah, you seem like you have some deep trauma associated. I am, yeah. So am I your – You're my am boyfriend? I... No. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, am I a rebound podcast? No, no, no. I've had mm-hmm. like so many like podcast. Like every time I get close to someone, I'm like, let's start a podcast. And it just never goes the way I want it to. Uh-huh. They're like, well, what would we do? And I'm like, I don't know. We would just hang out. And like, well, that sounds pretty boring. I'm like, you're fired. <laughs> um, so, no, you're not my rebound podcast. I, okay. my, my, there's a bunch of, um, of also rands who are the rebound. And Got you're, it. you're my true podcast. Yeah. Oh. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. It means a lot. So my grandmother died. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Um, Kevin is off getting married, and I'm losing family members. Yeah. Um, this one, depending on how good it is, goes out to Nona. That's her name. That's not her title. Um, we never. Her first name is Nona. Her, oh wow. Yeah, her mother was an actress, and she's like, "I'm going to give you a fucked up weird name." That still happens today. Yeah. So she's a weird Mick, but she has the name for grandmother in Italian. <laughs> so we just called her by her first name. That's it was, pretty amazing. It was very progressive. I wonder if I should like name my firstborn son like Gramps. Gramps is That's a good a cool name. name right? I mean, it's insane that this happened. Yeah. Um, she um she kicked it, and that's cool. Um. Mm. And so we went to the funeral. Yeah. And that wasn't the most fun, but here's what's cool. I got a bunch of old Buddha statues. Can't wait to use those. Those are Nona's? Yeah, Nona um spent a lot of time um helping refugees. Um and more importantly, got a lot of new listeners. Mm. A lot of family members. Okay. Um Nona's family was it was difficult, so a lot of estranged family members are listening to the pod now. Okay. So Howdy, you all. Um, uh, you, I'm, I'm cousin John, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, this is cousin Kevin. I get to be a cousin too. Yeah, why not? Oh, great! You might as well be. Is this a cult? Yeah. Okay. And um, the most important thing is, I have a real Kate update. Okay, great Kate update. We were she was for it, yeah. very, very, very sad because her mother died. Right. Um, sure. And I helped a lot. I was mm-hmm. there, and I was like. She's like, I'm so sad, John. I was like, Have you listened to my podcast? <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, and she was like, Oh, this is not the time. It's the funeral. I'm like, No, no, we talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> and so she listened to a couple episodes. Okay. Doesn't doesn't get it. Right. She didn't listen to like the first real Kate episode. So she was like, I don't. There's not that much about me. Right. 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 Um, but she's now a big fan. Okay. She's subscribing. I think okay. she gave us a five. She has an Android phone. Okay, so when we see the one person listening on an Android in the stats, we know, we know, it's, we know it's Sharky. Yeah, yeah. So um, a big shout out to Sharky um, and a shout out to Nona. Um, I hope wherever she is, she's listening too. Should probably pour one out for her. 
Yeah, not pour, on my carpet. Yeah, I mean, just pour it in my tummy, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Metaphorically, we'll pour yeah, it Yeah, um, this is... All the booze I drink today is for you, Nona. Yeah, um, and every day. Yeah, um, I think... I don't know. She saw me drunk a lot, mm-hmm. a couple times, but yeah. that's just because like my mom likes to drink. So like I was like hanging out and being a good son. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and I think I think Nona liked to party too. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I think she would think this rip stick. Well, let's <laughs> let's rip dick for Nona. <laughs> let's rip some dick for my Nona. <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, hug your grandparents, okay? <laughs> hug them close. Hug them close. All right. So. um this is a well. This is probably the last time it's a wine podcast. Yeah. After this, what is going to be? Well, I'm buying a Nintendo too. Right. So it's going to be um, a, a video game podcast. It, it sounds like you're calling it the Nintendo Two. Like it's the yeah. second Nintendo. I, I, I'm getting uh, <laughs> my uncle works at Nintendo. And I'm getting like the secret one. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. It's only for Japan. Um, yeah. We're, we're I'm, I'm uh, Kevin has a Nintendo mm-hmm. and I Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And I'm getting a Nintendo um, Switch as well. Yes. Um, so we're gonna just play Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Maybe we'll podcast teenagers and um, lose lose very badly. But mm-hmm. we're gonna have more fun than we would with this fucking shit. So yeah. great. Well, those are all of my updates. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that would last longer, yeah. didn't you? Oh boy, uh-huh. I'm gonna pour some wine. This is a wine podcast. I was Hello. waiting for you to say it. There Hello, we go. welcome to Discorgious. Um, I'm John McCarroll. Everyone calls me Duck. I'm Kevin. I'm the dumb one. Um, and today, uh, we are doing an episode about the Rhone Valley. This is not our Rhone episode because that's fucking preposterous to right. do one episode and two wines. This is an episode about. The Rhone Valley. This will be like an intro to Rhone. Yeah. If you will. Like, you just get your Rhoners out. Yeah, yeah. Rhone if you want to. Oh, nice. All across the world. Um, Wait. I'm just... I'm going to think of something. Just cut out all of this dead space while okay, I think about okay. it. Okay. Um, fuck. I, I'm going to look at our text message chain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is dead air. But I had some really good puns. Yeah. The people do tune in for the puns, I think. People the are like, wow. Way. I can't wait to see what kind of jokes these guys do. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Uh, that's your joke. Shit. Yeah, you can say I had all the good ones, so um, you're really doing my work for me. Oh, Los Ronely Boys. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <one's> okay. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Give a dog a roan. Oh, nice. I'm wearing a heat tech underneath my sweatshirt, and I am um, overheating, so I'm going to take my sweatshirt off. Okay. What's a heat tech? It just looks like a normal fucking shirt. It's a special Japanese technology that mm. locks in your heat. Yeah. Um, and it makes you a sweat hog. Do you run cold? No. I mean, no. No, no, no. I'm um, I'm always a sweaty boy, but like, I'm like. So maybe don't rock the heat tech shirts, Well, man. I didn't want to wear a jacket today. Nah. Um, so. Oh, wow. Delightful. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you introduced the wine. We're starting off with a white Rhone wine. And in fact, it is a Saint-Joseph Blanc. Um, this is from uh, Aurelien Chatonnier, um, who is a awesome winemaker. I have technically sold this wine, but I bought it from an account, um, Fresh Direct Wines and Spirits in Brooklyn, that I, I that bought a bottle for me mm, like a year and a half ago. And I don't have this vintage anymore. It's a really good vintage, I think, um, and I as because it's our rule to not sell wine. 
I can't fucking guarantee any of the other vintages will be good, and right. that's outside of my purview. You can't buy this wine for me, so I'm ethical. We should also say that you're in the middle of moving on top of all this yes, stuff. That's so my... you had very little time yes. to plan. And you're I also fucking... a slacker. I'm a and, slacker. Uh, you I don't, don't think ahead. I don't keep Rhone wines in my house because mm-hmm. I just don't like that energy in my house. Oh, right. Yeah. I only keep like Beaujolais and like weird Spanish shit. Yeah. Like, Roan Wines, like, live outside. Yeah. It's like an outside dog, mm-hmm. you know? He's a little stinky, but he loves you. Yes. Yeah. Now, oh, that works really well for a Roan. And this is, um, before we start delving into this, two people gave me very important criticism. Um, and then a third gave me a very different criticism. Um, so, the Roan is a region in France. The wine we are drinking currently is Saint-Joseph-Blanc, which is a white wine from Saint Joseph. It is an appellation, and the grapes are Marsan and Rousson. Yeah, um, it is in the south of France. Yeah, and the wine label has a big A and C stylized. It says Saint Joseph, twenty fifteen. Don't at me. I'm sorry. I said that a bunch of podcast episodes about ago. I was drunk, <laughs> and the wine is the color of like hay. It's the color of hay. <laughs> it's the color of hey. hey. And then someone told me that we should have more fun and stop doing wine stuff. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah, I think the, without the wine stuff, we don't really have anything to talk to each other. <laughs> what about. are we going to drink about? Yeah. <laughs> I think that you did that really well. You clearly did not want to do any of it. I hate helping. Yeah, yeah. We will try to be more um, uh, explanative. I think I made up that word. Explanative. <laughs> <laughs> It's like we're like sailing so close, and then like Icarus was fucking crashing down. The only way that word could have been worse is if you accidentally like made up a weird slur. <laughs> I may have. I don't yeah. know. Um, but yeah, so we're going to delve into Roan. Just not delving, really. We're going to skip a- across the surface mm-hmm. of, of the Roan. We have a white and a red. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white from the northern Roan, mm-hmm. the red from... The Southern Rhone, two very different regions. Yes. We'll talk a bit about that, I suppose. Now, when um, I used to be an anthropologist, okay. and when people would tell me about parts of the world I didn't know anything about, I would go like this. Well, you know, it's completely different in the North and in the South. Right. And it's always fucking right. Oh, it's true. But it's very true in the Rhone. Yeah. It's very true in the Rhone. It's very true in America. Oh, yes. Ooh, we're getting political. It's very true in Sudan, which is the last time I used that sentence. Yeah, there you go. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we worked on the Rhone um, today because uh, the Rhone's fucking easy. If you're not drinking wines from the Rhone, I don't really know what you're doing think, with your life. I think Rhone's, um, they're almost like the mirror image of Sancerre in that they are um, approachable. Mm-hmm. And they are, um, they're easy for people to to talk about and to understand kind of quickly. Yeah. But they aren't bullshit. Mm-hmm. So they're like that's why they're the mirror image. Like there, there's some really incredible stuff from the Rhone. Um, after this white, we'll have a Cote de Rhone, which is sort of like the entry level for most people to and, Rhone, which is really fun. It's really good, and, and it's fun, and it's funky, and it's great. It's yeah. bistro wine, but like yes, you exactly. know, we've never promised to be anything other than a bistro. Yeah. Um, and, I'm pouring myself a second glass yeah, already. I don't care. Yeah. Um, no, Uncle Duck is ready to party. <laughs> um, I've had a hard day, and I need to get very drunk. So Northern Rhone has more of the, um, I guess, more of the, the well-known appellations. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, and, and just in general, it's it's for red, it's, it's all Syrah. Yeah. Um, it's all you can grow for red is Syrah. Which is correct and cool. 
Correct. <laughs> Correct. Well, you are very... on record as hating Grenache, so mm-hmm. that's. But I like Grenache. That's one game sure. A little jerk. Yeah, I'm weird. Um, um, I love Mouved though. Mouved is cool. And like, like I, I, um, Southern Rhone Appalachians to me, oftentimes I think um, get a bit flabby. Yeah. I like I the austerity of the north. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. I mean, the north is more of a continental climate. Um, and that has a lot of effect on the grapes for sure. And that's why Syrah is king there, because it thrives in that climate. It's also closer to Beaujolais, which is where it's wine true. was invented. <laughs> Not true. That's totally true. <laughs> it's where good wine was invented. Don't mm. at me. Mm. Um, so this wine, something really cool about this wine for me is this is a this is a wine that really reversed a trend I was noticing with myself. Mm-hmm. While this is um, a deeply natural wine, um, he grows organically. Um, a, he seeks out um, very granite-heavy soils. He does minimal um, intervention, uh, and he tries to unfine and unfilter as much as possible. And there's like, like you know three sulfites in the whole bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, this to me is very grown-up tasting. There's a presence of oak. Yeah. And at the time when I first encountered this wine two years ago, I was tripped out by oak. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like oak in my white wines. I was like a very aggro cool kid. I mm-hmm. had um one of those I had a I had a bad opinion dude haircut. But like is it like a um like a mullet? It was like a mullet. Yeah. It was maybe worse than a mullet. <laughs> like I look at pictures from then and you just like you're trying. Yeah. Like you don't wanna look like you're trying with your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this wine really Reminded me that there is something really beautiful about the presence of oak. There's in a, a white reason wine. why people have introduced wine to oak over time, mm-hmm. and it's like I think I think part of of our generation, perhaps like growing up and discovering wine for the first time, is that a lot of um, a lot of shitty wine had oak on it. Yeah, and we just had to, and we just drank it and didn't understand why that was, and uh, and that. That kind of fucked us up. It was sort oh, of like a wine definitely. trauma that just happened at a very early age. Wait, wait, just, like, is it too late to change our name to wine trauma? Wine trauma. Oh, oh. maybe we'll start a second podcast. Yeah, that. <laughs> like it's, it's like a commentary piece where we get like real agnostic. But I remember, like, even the, the the first time I had a really amazing white Burgundy, and I was like, "Oh fuck, uh, oak is cool as shit." It or is. it can be. It can be used responsibly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like anything else. With great power comes great responsibility. Did you make Spider-Man. that up? I mean, I made it up. Okay. I am Spider-Man. Wow, that's really cool. If you are imagining us right now... I'm dressed in a complete Spider-Man onesie pajamas. That's true. And I look like Woody Allen. That's true. <laughs> um, today, I am dressed as the guy who won't call you back. Oh, wow. But um, who will text you at 3 a.m., like, seven months later. It was like, hey. Sup? Um... I got a lot of looks in the subway today. I, I look like a fucking lunatic. You look like a normal person. I don't think so. I got people were uh, very surprised. By, yeah. Um. I, I. I. Well. I'm just dressed happy. <laughs> um. I like this one. This is nice. I mean, it does. It has. Um. I find a lot of times like, uh, Roan whites, Northern Roan mm-hmm. whites with some oak on them, like are sort of like white Burgundy, but with a little less acid. Mm-hmm. Does that sound yeah, right? No, to definitely, you? Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but I, I like this. I like this a lot. This is a wine that, um, as again, not only did it teach me a lesson, it's one I keep coming back to. Um, I find this to be a really compelling wine. The mouthfeel on this, especially, is just I want to say slimy, 
And I want you guys to know that it's good, Mm -hmm. but it is like you're drinking, like, um, like, uh, the stuff a snail leaves behind. Yeah, or like some, like, uh, a little bit of pond water. Yeah, pond water and snail gunk. But it's like, it's so mouth-filling, and it's almost, there's a bit of oiliness. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just rollicks around in your mouth, and before you know it, you're you're doing poetry. Oh wow! Yeah, I I fucking love this wine, and um, I knew that today, um, after having moved, um, I literally just came here after a bunch of guys put all of my stuff on a truck and said it was no problem. <laughs> I don't know what's happened since then. <clears throat> so they they're just going to bring it into your new apartment by themselves. Well, um, my, my 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 partner Casey's there, but um, she can't help. Right? She's frail. She's a lady. She told me not to do an impression of her today, so I'm <laughs> I'm thinking about doing an impression of her. I'm just going to find a good time to do it. Oh man, she's going to love it. She's going to love it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is from the Northern Rhone. Reds have to be Syrah. Whites, uh, Roussin. Um. And, and that's just in Saint Joseph. Yeah. 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 And um. Sans Recef's um, maybe my favorite Rhone appellation because mm. um, you can actually fucking afford it. Right. That's true. Like, um, Cote de Rhone's are cheap. And yeah. then everything else is stunningly expensive. Like, I'm trying. What else is well, cheap? Vaccarat, um, Jogonda. Yeah. Jogonda's get up. I mean, the yeah. Vaccarat, I like a little bit better because it could be a little bit less expensive than Jogonda, but mm. you get a lot of the same idea. Yeah. Those are both appellations in, in Southern. Vaccarat's in Southern Rhone, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and they're both like Grenache heavy. Grenache sort of is king in the south of Rhone. Yes. Syrah is the king in northern Rhone. That's probably why we split a little bit. I actually like southern Rhone, I think, a little bit better. But I like Grenache, I think, a little bit more than Syrah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I love Syrah. I love Syrah. Okay. But, be, be, be straight with me here. Cause but I, I, like, I, like, I like southern Rhone, man. Because like, this is a Syrah I podcast. I like to nerve to pop. I do. I, I, I think it's more expensive than it probably needs oh, to definitely. be. Oh, definitely. But like, I mean, money's not real. Right. If I, had, if I didn't have to worry about money, I would buy them. Really? Yeah, I would. This is interesting. I think Chateauneuf to Pops oftentimes give way more raisin than they should. I think bad ones do, for sure. Mm. But I think, I think the thing is, I think a lot of times at the Chateauneuf to Pops I can afford are not the good ones. Mm-hmm. And you are correct. They get a little raisiny. And then every once in a while, I'm with some, you know, high rolling John. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and he pops a bottle of nice shot to never wait, pop. Wait. I meant that in the okay. sex workers. Okay, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't roll high. No, that's cool. Yeah. Um. Um. And and then I, I'm like, oh, this is why people pay a lot. And a uh, little more for you, sir. Oh, thank you. Um. But my trick, and we'll talk about this when I get to the the next one. I think the trick is to find a Coteron. Yes. Um, which is sort of one of those interesting appellations that are everywhere. Yes. Like anything <laughs> anything that that it, it's sort of spread out amongst the Northern Rhone and the Southern Rhone. A lot of different places can call their wine Cote de Rhone. Yes, exactly. It's one of those crazy French things that you just have to accept when you learn about wine that mm-hmm. like they made their rules and they're never gonna change them. Should, and should we talk about whether I mean Something that we've independently discovered in the last week is that a lot of people who listen to this podcast, I thought they were all going to be experts, but no one no one seems to know a fucking thing. Right. It's all people that actually think we know what we're talking about. I know nothing. Not. Yes. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> but we're alcoholics with expensive tastes. Deeply. That's a good – that should have been our slogan. That should have been it. So um, the French, uh, the way the appellation system works, essentially, the more specific you get, the more money you're paying. Mm-hmm. It's not like 100% true, but it's like 98 thousandth. 
Yeah. That's how math works. Yep. That was good. Um, so if you're just doing wine from the, from the Rhone, it's cheap. If you're doing a specific region, it's more expensive. If you're doing one of the good regions, it's even more expensive. Mm-hmm. And if you are doing a single vineyard within that region, it's, it's very expensive. Right. And that's how it works everywhere but, but Bordeaux, and yeah. we don't worry about it. We're not doing a Bordeaux episode. I don't think we should do Bordeaux until, like, year three. And, until you guys start donating <laughs> fucking wine. No, but I think and, – and the thing to remember is these rules seem random. They do reflect – you know, when you start to really learn, you're like, oh, these regions do produce better wine and because their soils are better and because their exposures are better and the climate's a little bit better mm-hmm. – for these grapes, and that's why they can charge a little bit more. Exactly. My little workaround on Chateauneuf de Pop is there are Cote de Rhone vineyards that literally abut, <laughs> <laughs> abut oh, as in our next that. two. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. Yeah, tell me about things that abut. <laughs> they literally abut. Chate- uh, what did I say? Chateauneuf de P- Chateauneuf de Pop mm-hmm. uh, 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 vineyards. Yes. And so you have negligibly different vineyards that are basically the same soil and essentially the same climate that mm-hmm. are maybe as much as $50 cheaper because it's labeled Cote de It's fucking insane. Yeah, and it's and that's where you can find really good value. And when we get to the red, that, that's what these people have done. They are Chateauneuf-de-Pop producers. Mm-hmm. At this point, they have like 60 hectares, but they have some vineyards that are right outside of Chateauneuf-de-Pop, and they are Chateauneuf-de-Pop producers. So they're making wine the exact same way. Exactly. And it's this bottle we're going to drink next is like $18 on the shelf instead of 70 And, and that's where the, it stops making sense. Like, the, yeah. the, the, the big Talking idea, heads. like, the more, ooh, the more um, specific you get, it costs more money. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Until you start talking about who draws the boundary lines. Right. Um, because, like... These aren't big boundaries. Like a lot of them, like especially like in places like Burgundy, they're like they're they're vineyards directly next to each other. Right. And um, we are supposed to assume there is something very ineffable about yeah. um, certain parts of land, which I again I think both of us one hundred percent believe. Like, yes. We drink this fucking Kool Aid. The problem is there is there are gatekeepers that like keep that. That's my uh, favorite um, uh, Fice song. Oh yeah. Um, but then, but also when you start looking at regions that don't do that, when you look at Rioja, where mm-hmm. like you are literally, it's illegal to put the name of the village, the grapes were grown in on the label, Yes, which is a rule that is stupid Yes, and has been enacted by the like seven big houses who don't want people to know that their wine has no sense of place. Zero sense of place. And these tiny producers' wines are much better. They don't want that information out. And so then you see like there is a reasoning behind these laws and they seem archaic and strange, but they are in the end they they actually are there to help the consumer. I mean, it's they, consumer protection. It's Ralph Nader shit. And just for one, they're deep. They're deeply, deeply, deeply French. Like yeah. um, um, one thing, if you study North African politics, you know the French love to invent differences and to disrupt <laughs> shit. Um, and um, something I think about with wine a lot is that when um when uh, the Americans first came to Japan, um. Go with me on this. Okay. Um, Japanese merchants actually charged people more if you bought more. Um, like it, The prices would get, would raise on uh, per unit of good oh. if you bought more of it because there's less to sell to other people, uh-huh. which makes absolutely no fucking sense it's at all. the exact opposite of a Western idea of sales. Exactly. Yeah. But the same idea. I mean, there, there's, a, there's a, of course, a very interesting logic to that. And for better or worse, the entire wine world is defined by the French mindset. Mm-hmm. The French invented the idea of wine. I, I do believe the first um, place where they did invent this was in the Jura, 
which okay. we're not ready to talk about yet, but um, it's very cool. Um, and I think that is uh, something to bring up. Like, this is how wine works. It's not the only way wine could work, but it's essentially if you want to play ball in the wine universe, mm-hmm. unless you are Bordeaux or Rioja, you're playing ball in this universe. Yeah, for sure. And and there are lots of examples of places that have decided to create other avenues sherry. or other descriptions. Sherry, sure. Um, champagne sometimes. Yep. Um, but even like we talked about on the last episode in America, there was this decision that like we want to talk about the grapes and not the place. Mm-hmm. And so American wine is almost always labeled by the grape that it is made of instead of the place it is from because they decided in America that was more important. I fucking love this wine. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. Um, I feel like it, it's making me smarter. It it feels like the kind of wine is like, – this is what Frasier um, – who's the smart one on Frasier? The dog? I think the – yeah, the dog was the smartest one. This is what that dog drinks. Yeah. Tell me what that dog, dog do. <laughs> Give a dog a roan. <laughs> I might be buying a dog. Wow. I feel – You're the, a turtle man. I am a turtle man. Um, You're buying a dog. Are you going to get a, a salamander too? So my, my living partner, Casey um, – is like really we met a dog this weekend and she just kind of fell in love and i was like you put up with my yeah. parents you put up with me we just moved our landlord is like you guys should get a dog i was wow. like fuck you i want an iguana homie but we might get one i filled out an application and i put a bunch of like um of contacts of mine who got emails today I didn't get one. Well, I don't know if you could speak to me being responsible. <laughs> I'm the guy that he gets drunk with once a week on a yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've seen John um, be unable to to leave an apartment because he's um, <laughs> so um, stoned. <laughs> so you say stoned in Spanish. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, my fiance would love a dog. Um, she will probably come over and play with your dog if you get one. Can you get a dog in this apartment? No. That's and then that's the main reason we don't have one. I don't know if I'm that comfy with a dog, to be I'm honest. I'm not a dog guy. I never was. I didn't grow up with them. Do you like animals? Not really. I like I animals. I barely like humans. I don't know. I love animals. I really like sitting on the couch in my underwear doing a crossword puzzle. You should get a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I should probably get like a, a, a less mobile animal. I did fall in love with a goldfish once that I inherited. Like, I'm sorry. Maybe use different terminology. Like, so no, I, like, it was love. So you like, you you hit that? No, I mean it was like an emotional love. Like it wasn't second physical. base, yeah, a little bit of over the shirt, but yeah, flip job. <laughs> <laughs> this is the wine that smart people drink. <laughs> no, I inherited a goldfish at a temp job. I got the temp job, and obviously they had fired the previous temp. Yeah, and that temp had a goldfish, and I guess they never let him come back and take it. So they're like, oh, I was like, what's the deal with this fish? And they're like, oh, I don't know. You can like throw it away if you want. And I was like, I'm not gonna throw it away. It's a living thing. So I fed it, and I got it a new aquarium, and it grew, and then we became really good friends. And then I went away on vacation for like a week, and I told one of my coworkers, I was like, please, please remember to feed the fish. Yes, absolutely. They did not remember to feed the fish. Capitalism makes us all monsters. That's when I became a socialist. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, should we move on to the red? <laughs> yeah, but like I, we can cut this out. But what about hermit crabs? <laughs> um, they're cool. I grew up on an island, and I used to collect hermit crabs and put them in a pail. Okay, and, pl- and like hang around with them for a while, and then when I left, I'd throw them back in the ocean. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. So I have a very good relationship with with hermit crabs. Yeah, I, I think sea life in general. That's why we get along. Yeah, lizards not as much. So um, I'm going to tell you one story. Okay, 
So, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll drink wine. But this is a very important story. All right, I'm only I'm only listening because you promised wine. So, um, when I was a bit younger, I was about 24. I went on a cruise of the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. I don't have very many memories because I was with a bunch of Australians. <laughs> yeah, and I was doing a lot of drinking. Yeah, and we went to this town called Olympos um, in Turkey, mm-hmm. southern Turkey, and I was challenged by a crab. And this is one of my most distinct memories. Uh-huh. I was walking in a dry stream bed. Yeah. And a crab came out, and it looked at me in my eyes, into my soul, and raised its claw yeah. in a challenge. Uh-huh. And I, being very drunk, raised my hand. Uh-huh. And I swear to fucking God, the crab lowered its claw and scuttled away. Uh-huh. And that was when I knew I have the power. Yeah, you speak crab. <laughs> yeah. You're that, kind of like Aquaman, only only for crabs. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of a dom now. <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> like it really changed. Like that's why I fucked the way I do. I, I had a I had a relation uh, a, a relationship with the crab. <laughs> a relationship with the crab. Um, no, I had an experience, sort of similar. Nice. Except I was on um, mushrooms. Okay. At a friend's bachelor party, and I was sitting on the shore of a river. Yes. On, on a bunch of, like, river stones. Yes. And I was sitting there cross-legged, just having my moment. And uh, I picked up a, a rock in front of me, and there was, like, a spider underneath it, and it scurried away. It was oh. a little rock spider. And I was like, and I'm afraid of spiders, but in that moment, I didn't feel afraid of it, because I was on hallucinogens. Yes, of course. And I was like, whoa. And I picked up another rock, and there was a spider under there, too, and it scuttled away. And I was like, wow, there's spiders all under these rocks. And then I was like, I'm a rock. <laughs> I wonder if there are spiders under me. And I stood up, and I swear to God, I stood up, and like 50 spiders scuttled away because they had lived underneath me. And I decided I was a spider hotel. Okay. That's the end of my story. So last time I um, I, I took mushrooms, um, I was in a chair, uh-huh. and I found it impossible to get up out of this chair. Like the most impossible thing ever. Right. And every aspect of my personality, uh-huh. um, it was a trial. And they all came and presented evidence about me being a garbage person. So wait, your personality traits were bringing evidence to you? Yes. So there, okay. was, there was a little um, – there's a wood knot that looked kind of like an otter. Uh-huh. That was my attorney. <laughs> and there was, a, there was a wood knot that looked a lot like, um, like a mean face. Uh-huh. I was in Maine. Okay. And it was a mean face wood knot that looked like the judge. Uh-huh. And they were all talking about all of the bad things I've done. You have so much anxiety. You're a liar. You lie about wine and, um, you know, more personal stuff. Uh-huh. And it was it was a very hard time. And then I remember standing up and saying, I don't think these are working. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I, maybe my constitution's too strong. I don't really yeah. feel anything. Um, and then, like, looking at the table and being like, I should thank you for the work you're doing all stuff up (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good yeah so those are our uh, mushroom stories i guess i guess that's what we're this is a mushroom chat episode oh wow oh no rones go great with the mushrooms and that's gonna segue into our next wine segue into the next wine okay let's um should we pour some of this wine let's pour it okay i'm going so we um started decanting this earlier yeah what was it maybe like 45 minutes ago I don't know what time it is. Um, yeah. Uh, for all of you garbage people out there who don't drink wine, decanting is a smart thing, and you should do it to anything that has red in the wine. Just yeah. fucking do it. 
Yeah, especially if it has age. I mean, if you're buying like a 2016 natural wine, you don't need a fucking decanter. But I mean, it doesn't make wine any worse. No, it doesn't. Unless it's a mousy fucking bullshit wine. Um, So this is Domaine de la Jeunesse, 2009. This is their... That means the domain of the youth. Oh, no, is it... John ass. Oh, never mind. It it means uh, domain of John's ass. No, it does not. Yes, it does. Uh, This is their entry-level Cote This must be a very good wine. We'll see. We'll find out. It's named after my butt. No, it is not. I do squats. I want to think about your butt now. God yes, damn you it. do. Uh, let's talk about what this is made out of. So this is basically the five major protein Rhone varietals. <laughs> I'm trying to do work here, and you're joking. I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since it's from the south, most of the work is being done by the Grenache. There's 55% Grenache. 25% Syrah. Yeah, my boy. 10% Carignan, 5% Cinso, and 5% Mouved. And those are basically the five major grapes of, of Southern Rhone. What's your opinion about all those grapes? Do you have like a hard and fast rule? Um, I actually really love Carignan, like 100% Carignan. My like bitch, my yes. My fucking jam. Do you um, think it tastes like, 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 um, like uh, brambles? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's brambly. It's brambly. 100%. 100%. 100%. Exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, it's like not like the it's not the fruit of the berry. It's like the rest of the berry ah. dish. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like you're eating a bunch of prickers. Ooh, I love it's it. It's great. Um, but yeah, these are the major, essentially the major grapes of the Southern Rhone. Most Cote de Rhone is going to be a blend of some number of these five grapes, mm-hmm. more or less. Um, Grenache, usually doing the heavy lifting in these. Grenache is... I will say I don't like Grenache historically because mm-hmm. I like Garnacha so much, but I will say Grenache is a great lifting grape. Yeah, for sure. It's I good. think I think especially with 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 other grapes in mm. it. No, no, yeah, it does a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, it will take the Syrah's direction. Let's and let's clink this. Um, so, like I said, this is uh, Domaine de la Jeunesse. It's J A N A S S E. These guys are shut enough to pop producers. Okay. First and foremost, they have Old Vine Chateauneuf, they have a Single Vineyard Chateauneuf, they have an Entry Level Chateauneuf, and then they have a couple of different Cote d'Arones, and they also have an IGP, which means non-classified, whatever they want to do with it. What year is it? This is a 2009. Okay. Um, I will say, I looked up this wine, and it said, drink between 2010 and 2016, so that was two years ago. I'm afraid they were right. Were they really? I haven't taken a sip yet. Yeah, have a sip. Oh, yeah, it's spent. It's spent. That's too bad. This wine, um, this is a, now this is a ghost podcast. This wine is a ghost. Yeah. Well, this is actually interesting to talk about, I mm-hmm. think. Um, There's nothing absolutely wrong with it. It's just. It's just, it's just, it should have been drunk young. And that's yeah. true of a lot of Cote d'Arone. I think maybe like within three to four years max, you want to drink it for the most part. I think especially like an entry level Cote d'Arone. But the Cote d'Arone is also like the safest 15 bucks you can spend exactly. at a wine and store. And this would be an $18 wine that you would have bought. At the time that it came out, no one would sell a 2009 Cote d'Arone. I was je- um, actually, my friend Bruno at Levide actually was trying to get me to buy a very old Cote d'Arone. They said it was fucking banging. All right. Um, it happens. Like some people do. This is. I don't know why um, the rest of the Rhone ages so well, but Cote d'Arones don't. Um, again, because we were discussing, they're like rocks throw away from other vineyards. I think it's their 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 cellar techniques are not they're they're trying to highlight um, freshosity yes and not um, they're often using their you know they yeah they have the idea that people are going to be drinking this right away and so they're trying to make a wine that will be immediately appreciated in, now dear listeners if you have ever been to Paris 
and you've ever had a red wine in Paris, you've definitely had Cote de Rhone. Absolutely. This is what this is this in Muscadet are what the French drink when they don't want to think about what they're drinking. Right. Imagine how much better our country would be if instead of drinking Le Boudoiseur, I don't know what you guys call it in your language. Um, <laughs> I'm a francophone. Um, <laughs> le Boudoiseur or yeah, 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 Le Boudoiseur uh, La <laughs> <laughs> or um You would get down on a limerita. I would fucking chug a margarita. I would make love to a margarita. But um, yeah, uh, it's a kind of an interesting kind of cultural thing. Um, this is my real francophile episode, isn't it? Yeah, but that's interesting. They're beautiful people as long as you're not North African. Yeah, or like, um, or not white. As long fat. as you're, yeah, they're, they're bad to everyone. Who Every does. time I go to France, I'm like, I'm about seventy five pounds too heavy for these people. <laughs> I mean, they're very tiny people with very pointy faces. They are, yeah. Um, the French look kind of like um, beagles, but not cute. Mm, that's hard to imagine. Beagles are very adorable. I always think, you know, have you seen the triplets of Belleville? Uh, yes. They're actually like that. Right. Like, it's nose and the hair is in the back. And um, is this racism? No. That's cool. Um, I hate them. The Spanish are cooler. Yeah. I, I like French people, but I also like making them upset a lot. Oh, yes. Um, I, let's talk about why this wine is bad. <laughs> that's a better idea than what I was going to say. <laughs> what you can do. So basically what happens in a bottle of wine over time <clears throat> is tannins break down, and and there's a point where that's good, and there's a point where it's bad. At this point, it tastes like there's a lot of like wet, um, shredded paper yeah. in your mouth a bit, right? It it tastes just kind of like you should have drank it yesterday. Like it feels like it's been in the refrigerator for a while. But you're, you're I'm catching notes of stuff I would really like. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Like I, I can tell that like the the fruit is nice. The, mm-hmm. It definitely is concentrated. It was. A concentrated wine. At There's the a, time. a ton of like weird like tomato note almost, yeah. and like um like it's all back of the mouth. And this I was, is a lot of times I found that tomato stuff comes from age too. Yes, so that stuff makes sense. Um, this is as someone who drinks wine professionally, mm-hmm. I'm really glad to be drinking in this wine. If I bought it and I was drinking a bottle of wine this week, I'd be fucking furious. But luckily, right. I drink a lot of wine, and that's like something you really need to depend on your your wine store to not do to you is like. Not sell you a wine that's past its prime, and it's hard because sometimes, like a place buys a case of wine, it doesn't move right away, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're sitting on something that should have been drank like two years ago, and they want to sell it to you. Mm-hmm. When you have a really good wine store, like that's—I think I've said this before in the podcast—but it's like the most important thing if you want to learn about wine and drink good wine is like find a store you trust and listen to them and let them guide you. You know, you haven't they, said that if, yet, and that's a hundred percent. It's true. so important, and they wouldn't. If they were a good store, they would be like, I'll be honest with you, don't buy this wine. It's a little past its prime. You probably should have drank it three years ago. Um, let me let me show you something that would be great. I often feel like I'm murdering babies, um, which is not weird. I used to work at Planned Parenthood. Um, but I oftentimes feel like I'm, I'm drinking wine too early. Yeah. And this is one of the few times where I feel like I'm just murking an elderly person. The, this wine should have been drank Rest three in years. Peace, Nona. Yeah. <laughs> For a minute, I couldn't remember if your grandma's name Nona or Nanu. No, it's Nanu Nanu. Um, <laughs> God, that's the kind of joke she would have loved. Oh, good. No, I, I feel like I should have met her. 
She was really wonderful. She would have liked you. She would have been very confused because um, she she had Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, I don't have an excuse for why I'm confused, but she had (laughs) an an excellent one. I Um, do find that grandmas love me. Yeah, you seem like a great grandmother, dude. My ex's grandmother was passing away, and it was very, very sad, and she was a very sweet lady, and I loved her very much. She just wanted to talk to you. No, I, I went into her the last time I saw her. I walked into the room, and she looked at me, and her eyes opened so wide, and she said, you're so beautiful. Well, it's true. Well, thank you. But honestly, that's the most convincing anyone's ever been when they said that. And I honestly was like floating on a cloud after she said it. I was like, oh, I can be beautiful. It's true. I think you are a very beautiful person. Oh, wow. Um, my Nona... He was one of the few people who really put up with um, all of my bullshit. Uh-huh. So when I would give her wine, to- I would talk about wine. Yeah. And she was, of course, um, uh, deeply Alzheimer'd out. She was like, yeah, that's not- that makes sense. <laughs> um, which other people in my family have not yet um, begun to um, do that for me. Yeah. I'd do it a little bit just because we're on this podcast. But I yeah. I have to like... I don't know if Nona Chat might need to stay on this podcast, but I'm I I do miss her, and I'm glad we're de- dedicating this episode to her. Yeah. Um. But Sharky, get on the fucking pod. Sharky, talk about, talk about German wine. I met I met Sharky's roommate from college. Uh huh. It was pretty cool. I was like, "What kind of mischief did my aunt get into?" And she's said, "Not much." Yeah. I was like, "But you did, huh?" She's like, "Yeah." I did. <laughs> Well, I poured us a little bit more of this just in case it became good suddenly. Did it? No, it didn't become good suddenly. It's weird because um, Syrah and Mouved are such high-tension grapes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if you grow them poorly, they're just flabby garbage. But if you grow them correctly, they're, they're, there's like, they're vibrating at a very high frequency, and there's, there's none of that. No. This wine like, – and I know that the words people use to talk about wine are insane to people who don't drink wine professionally. Right. But – this wine's flat and still, and it's not fighting back at all. I think I thought of this the other day. I was at a Sichuan restaurant, and Ooh. and I was trying to think of how to describe the way the hot chili peppers were like were resonating in my mouth, and it was similar. It was a, mm-hmm. a, a vibration. It wasn't. It wasn't like having some like really really hot hot sauce that just like burns. Mm-hmm. It literally made my lips like numb, and it made it feel like they were vibrating. I, and I think good wine. Does that? It doesn't numb it, but it, it, the vibration is the thing that you can't really talk. No, exactly. Describe, like um, flavor, flavor tricks you. Yeah, and it, it hits every part of your brain. And a good wine does that. And this wine just isn't evocative. No, not at all. This is like the episode uh, we've been doing a, a string of earnest episodes where yeah. it turns out I really fucking like wine. I love wine, and that's the thing that's interesting is I like that this wine. Even though this wine sucks, I'm glad that we're talking about it. Because I like describing why it's bad. That's mm-hmm. like part of the uh, part of the part of talking about wine is like why is wine good? Why is wine bad? What are the differences? And sometimes there are moments where I am like, is this all bullshit? Am I lying to everybody? No. Am I lying to myself? And then I have a wine that's either extremely good or extremely bad, and I'm reminded that no, there is there are extremes. And and we can kind of focus down on, on what they are and mm-hmm. then focus on what's in the middle and why something is good so, because they aren't those extremes. I had uh, Frontera this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very uh, – I can tell you why wine's good because it doesn't taste like fucking Frontera. <laughs> this is 
both cheap and bad, and and that does happen. But that's only honestly. Three years ago, this was probably good. Five Three years, years ago, ag- it was probably good. Five years ago, but this was fucking screaming. Yeah. Like, this isn't unpleasant. It's just not what I want it to be. Yeah, agreed. It's um. That sounds like a great way to uh, end a relationship. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, this is good, but we have to. Um, it could be better. It could be better. Yeah. I could be dating Duck. Oh man, should we uh, take a break and then do the blind? I think we should. Let's do it. Red Solo Cup, I drink you up. Hey, welcome back to Duck and the Dumb One. I'm your host, the Dumb One. Here's my sidekick, Duck. That's my Duck impression. Yeah. Do you know ducks have a weird penis? We we already deleted this from a different podcast. Did we? Yeah. We talked about duck penises for like seven minutes. <laughs> and then you were like, we need to delete all that shit about duck penises. And we did. <laughs> That's not why I named myself Duck. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. So we're doing a part called Shot in the Dark. We're going to take a shot. Uh, today we're doing chartreuse. Classic green chartreuse. Mm, everyone's mm. favorite drink. I oh, had this man. at my company uh, Christmas party mixed with hot chocolate. And we all pretended it was good. That doesn't sound and good. And I was like, this is a abomination. We did at, um, the last like snow day. My mm-hmm. friends came over and we made hot chocolate and we put scotch in it. And it was actually really good. Scotch chocolate. Yeah. very nice. Cheers. Red Colo, Red Colo Cup. Red Colo Cup. Red, Red Solo, Solo Cup. cup. I, I drink you up. up. Oh, good. I was worried <laughs> that I might be able to taste things. Chartreuse is – I love chartreuse. It has such an – it's like every possible extremity, like every extreme flavor possible. There's like mint and anise and sugar. Chartreuse is like um, – mm. it takes your palate out back and it like whispers a little prayer in its ear. Mm. Then it puts a bullet in its head. Wow. I just sipped a little bit more of it. Okay. Okay. So, so um, you're not going to get this because of the chartreuse. We're doing a um, – tell us about the color of this wine. Okay. This wine is very, very light golden yellow. Yeah. Like um, pea. Maybe it's, it's pea. a little pea-ish. Yeah, that's your favorite. It's um, my favorite descriptor. No, there's a goldenness to it. It's this not is a pea-colored shit. It's definitely clear. Um, okay. Let's take a sniff. I don't really smell anything. <laughs> This is going to be bad. No, this is the first one I drank in my new apartment. Wow, that tastes like water. Yeah, it's water. This is the first one I drank to um, hydrate myself after moving things up and down the stairs. I'm going to have a lot of trouble with this one. I feel like I've had good luck in the past. You're better at this than I am, and you're a great guy. Thank you. And tell me again, am I beautiful? You're so handsome. Thank you. And beautiful as well. So I'm getting medium body, I think. Yeah, that's. A, I would say it's fair. Okay. Um, God, knowing you, I, I want to say I think it's Spanish because I know you like Spanish wine. No, is that what you're saying? Or I'm you, just saying. You're I'm talking just, out loud. I'm trying to get you to give me some tells. I'm not giving you any tells. Oh, man. I will say, as someone who else is drinking this. Yeah. There's no way I'd fucking get this unless I was playing some 
deep cover brain games. Okay, I'm gonna go brain game on it. Play some brain games. Um, because I don't really taste much. I, I really tried. I'm trying to like clear the chartreuse out of my mouth with it. Now, and we're buy time. Both very good blind tasters. Actually, I, I joke about this. I'm not bad at this. This game we have set up is the worst way to taste anything yeah, I know. ever. <laughs> the chartreuse has made this wine, which I'm familiar with, which I drank a bunch of yesterday, in which I have dealt with in my life uh, personally. Um, I have no fucking idea. What it, it, okay, it, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go brain games. Do a brain I'm game. I'm going to say, you told me it was a blend. It's a blend. Which makes me think it's not Spanish. Okay. Which makes me, it makes me think it's... French. Okay. And oh boy. Probably a natural wine from France. Um God does not smell like anything. I'm not getting any acid or limestone or minerality. Um God damn. God damn. I'm gonna say a, a Shenan dominated blend from the Loire, just to be safe. Are you going to lock that in? I'm locking that in. I'm not going to phone a friend. Um, okay. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. This is a Shannon-dominated blend. It is from California. Whoa! Okay. It is a Shannon-dominated blend. Uh, it's the Grosho Cellars. Um, um, what is it? The what cellars? Oh, wait. No, that's not true. It's Grovant. <laughs> okay. I also sell Grosho. But this is a Grovant. Uh-huh. This is their high country white. So where where in uh, California is it? It's um it's Central Coast ish. Okay. It's everywhere. Um, right. Shannon dominated. Okay. And then I'm gonna pull up the list. Um, the other ones are are little guys. Like um. Well, in California, that's a thing. It could be any grapes. It could be Rhone varietals. Mm-hmm. It could be Spanish varietals. It's majority Shannon, then okay. Vermentino, Semillon, okay. Muscat, Canelli, and Picpoul Blanc. Cool. There's only one percent Picpoul. Yeah. Um. It is actually a moderately natural wine. I like it. It's a fun little fucking wine. Um, I think my colleague Jeff sold all of it, so I, I drank. I it really well. like that. Um, something I like from California white blends is that they they tend to like. I, I sell a bunch of these as well, where it's like some combo of like French and Italian whites mm-hmm. blended together. Usually Rhone varietal whites, um, random Italian whites. And then just blend it together. Maybe a couple of Spanish whites in there, like a Grenache Blanc. Yeah. But it's like, no, you know, that's the beauty of, of, of California is like, you can fucking do that. You can do whatever you want in California. Yeah. In the instant, These grapes would never play with each other in Europe. When they fucking figure that out, it's going to be a real wine region. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was actually tasty. What I could taste past the chartreuse. It's a good wine. Yeah. Um, again, um, it's a wine that is all sold out. So... If you're listening to this, you can buy it, but it's not going to make a fucking difference for me. Yeah, which is very important to me because ethics. Yeah, um, I really like these guys, and I think they make fantastic wine, and they're one of my favorite California producers. However, nice. did you just clink your own glass on your microphone? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't need you, bitch. That sounds like the uh, duck is drunk bell. Duck's been drunk the entire time. I had approximately 18 calories today <laughs> um i did a lot of moving yeah and there's no food in my house yeah so i had three dates not what like, are their names <laughs> oh not that kind of date they're <laughs> the fruit i had three of them i had um an egg and a tortilla 
and now I'm here. <laughs> and I can see every dimension of color now. Yeah, that chartreuse shot probably went right to your brain. Here I am, yeah. Lord. Rocking like a hurricane. <laughs> so without further ado, let's say goodnight. I think we say did goodnight, a podcast. Good night, Duck. Good night. Duck. <laughs> good night. We did a podcast. Discourgeous.